It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on football. This is episode number five. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. H Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows, top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. Click the bell for notifications on YouTube. Subscribe, it really helps us out. And of course, uh, like the video, spread the word. And uh, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, then as you can see, just above Rodri's head, we are now available as part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And uh, one of our podcasts, the Danny Batten Fight Show, was their podcast of the week this week. So check that out as uh, we talk the aftermath of uh, Joshua and Usyk, among other things. It was a, a monumental weekend of fights. But uh just as we wait for a few of the latecomers and the stragglers to join us, quick update on the Super Six. 
For those of you who don't know where, as an Ace Podcast Nation, we're supporting a charity Super Six League this season, helping to raise money for two great charities, which is uh, Maggie's Centre and the Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, it was close at the top this week with three people on 16 points. But uh, Davy Jones's favourite son, uh, Mr. Andy Campbell, took number one spot, only just beating Mike and Krista because of his golden goal prediction. And uh, on the other hand, a certain Mr. Rodri Giggs gets his first yellow card of the season as he missed his midweek predictions. But uh, I am bored of saying this now. But uh, Mr. Price, still top for the season. But well done to Darren Crisp, who made it into the into the money places. He's in the money at the moment. But uh, the next round is Saturday, kickoff three o'clock. So get your predictions predictions in. Over 90 players playing now, uh, including many ex-footballers, including myself and many others. There's a prize pot of over £500, over £800 raised for charity. Get involved. If you'd like to join, it's not too late. Contact Will Melius, most probably in the chat. But uh, there's links and stuff for the Facebook group and whatnot in the description. All for a good cause. But uh, let's let's hear the excuses. We are delighted to welcome uh, my co-host back for for another another week of football. It is uh, ex Salford City winger and manager, Mister Rodri Giggs. How are you, mate? No predictions this Tuesday. Yeah, no. You know what? I, I looked Wednesday and I thought, you know what? I bet it was yesterday. <laughs> so I just done them for this weekend. So yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I've been um, getting mine in like early because I know I'll forget if I leave it. And um, not that it makes any difference because I think my average in about four points a week at the moment. After I, the first week, I, I think I had like 12 or something. And then after that, it's just been down. Yeah, well, the first one was 12 and I was a missed one. So we'll see how we go on the weekend. Yes, indeed. Well, in fairness, mate, I think uh, this Champions League one was probably a good one to miss. Because he was all over the shop, wasn't it? Like Barcelona. Who's going to have Real Madrid at home getting beat off? Shit. Yeah. Well, I say, well, let's start with that, mate, because um, there's so much to talk about this week. And I know, like, our Cardiff contingent want to talk about Mick McCarthy. And I want to hear your opinion on United. But I want to talk first and foremost. Uh, See, what I did, see what I did there, this little segue, because I knew you wanted to yeah. talk to him. Professional, mate. Professional, see, that's what you've got to do. Just got to segue into all these different things. That's how it's done, see. Um, Ronald Koeman, mate, according to Guillaume Balaguer, uh, Sky Sports Spanish journalist, says uh, it's only a matter of time before Ronald Koeman is sacked again. I think um, Madrid and Barcelona don't put up with those sorts of performances for very long, especially when you look at how many goals they've conceded in their first two Champions League games. I do tend to agree that... Um, Kuman's probably going to be gone sooner than later, isn't he? Yes, but you know that's not going to stop the problems that, that, that these two clubs have got. So you're just going to see a revolving door, a revolving door at these places with the manager. You know, Carlo Ancelotti is a steady hand, so you'd expect him to, to last a little bit longer. But yeah, Kuman's on on thin ice, and it's just a matter of time. And if these results keep on happening. No, what did they get? What, what did they get? Be three 0 against Benfica. Yeah, and that was on. Did three or four against Bayern Munich the first it's, game it's, as well? So. Yeah, it's it's not good. You know, just getting beat one of close games, but then you know they're getting well beat. So yeah, it's not good. The white Yankees will be out. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was just reading up on um, FC Sharif from um, Tunisia, which is Tunisia, I think it is. Um, It's in like, it's it's like on the the border of like Ukraine and Moldova. And uh, it's, um, it's a very complex situation, actually, the like where they're from and stuff. But look, first, uh, I think it's their, I'm right in saying it's their first stint in the group stages. And uh, they've even got a the, sheriff badge. Yeah, that's well, you would though, wouldn't you? If you, if you, if you were called <laughs> FC Sheriff, you're having an F, you're having a sheriff badge there. And you know, I'd be looking at uh, the merch ideas you could come up with would be sensational for a FC Sheriff. But um, they're 100% raffle mate in the Champions League. So, what can you yeah, do? They're doing well. No one would have bet on them. Jesus Christ, no. No they, one would have yeah, bet on them. You know, we've been top of the group, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, even Shakhtar Donetsk, no mugs, no scrubs either. So, yeah, they're doing really well. They don't need another win in the draw, and they're probably free. Yeah. And then, well, they, they beat Madrid. They beat uh, Shakhtar. So, really, I think... If they somehow could get another win, there's probably a very good chance that they will go through, isn't it? Nine points. You got like at, at the very least they could go through like a second team, even if the likes of say uh, Madrid and Shakhtar. Well, well, you've got to think. You've got to think about it, size. You've got to think about it as well, Sai. This is not Real Madrid of old, where they could go and steamroll. The teams now win all these games. They're not, they're not that quality there, so you'd bet on them getting getting through. Top in the group, oh, that, that might be a stretch, but you know certainly going through. What Inter Milan have got one point, Real Madrid have got three, Shakhtar Donetsk have got one. So yeah, th- these teams might even take points of each other as well to even help them out. So yeah, it's a good start for them. And so like- people. People are going to take these, you know, they can't take these teams lightly now. They've obviously got there by merit and, you know, they've beat a Real Madrid side and a Shakhtar Donetsk side. So, yeah, it's um, it's looking good for him. Well, I heard um, Solskjaer say after the win yesterday that he was quite happy with three points from two is better than two draws. And at the end of the day, uh, Sheriff have got six points and like you mentioned they've got an incredible uh, it's like when you saw that group everybody assumed that they were going to be the whipping boys like you've got three seasoned Champions League teams in Madrid Milan, Inter Milan and Shakhtar and yet there they sit with a goal difference of plus three six points well I don't even know it's it's difficult to even like get into and describe isn't it because it it's it's such a shock, but they're just, they're comfortably there. And like, you'd think if they've got the quality to do it once, but not once, but twice, they're probably going to get at least another couple of points, a couple of draws somewhere before the end of the group. And even two draws would take them to eight points, which is probably a good chance of finishing second when, like you say, those other teams are going to take points off each other. Yeah, 100%. You know, they've played... Real Madrid at Real Madrid, so you think they'd turn them over at their place, so at least get get a result and 
Yeah, it's, it's a good start for them. And like you said, they were definitely going to, people would have thought they would have been the whipping boys. But, you know, who would have thought young boys would have been on United? So, yeah, it could be one of them Champions Leagues where there's a surprise out there. But, you know, the, the, the English teams look strong and Bayern Munich look very strong. Oh, yes. But uh, another beautiful segue there, my friends. Um, United, they went from, it could have been disastrous these first two games because obviously they lost the young boys. And I tell you what, mate, if uh, Alsaka uh, up front for Villarreal was not so devoid of confidence, United could have been out of it by half time. But that's why you've got a world class goalkeeper. That's why he's holding out um, Henderson at the moment. And and then that's why you've got the likes of Ronaldo and the others that they brought off the bench. Um, shout out to Jesse Lingard just before we hear your view. The man's had a tumultuous couple of weeks, well, four weeks now. But but like he, every time I see him come on for United, he makes a difference. And people can slate him and say he's not good enough or he shouldn't be in the squad or there's better players. The fact is... Sancho is getting better, but he's still not quite up to speed. Ronaldo is the age he's at. He's still going to score goals if you put it in the box. They're still probably lacking something in the middle of the park. But every time Jesse Lingard comes on, he makes an impact. And with him and Cavani yesterday, for me, they changed the game because they pressed high up and they put Villarreal under pressure at the back. And it made them lose the ball continuously in the last 15 minutes. And I did feel like it was a matter of time. But on the same hand, Villarreal also looked like they might score every time they went forward. So it was like a bit uh, strange. I really I really like um, Paco Alsasa. I think he's a quality striker. But that's his first goal of the season. He's been struggling. Him of uh, 18 months ago would have probably bagged two or three in that game. But you, you know, you're a United fan. You tell me what you thought of it. Um, oh, sorry, mate. Last thing, um, the the left winger, um, I've forgotten his name. Uh, I'll get to it. The the Villarreal left winger looks absolute quality. He used to play for Bournemouth, didn't he? Um, looks real player. He does. But uh, yeah, what did you think of him, mate? Um, well, first half was was, was really really poor, but. You know, by all accounts, they were nervous and they played like that. You know, Villarreal should have been two, at least three nil up in the first half. David Gay played well. You know, come back to his old self and, and pulled him out of the mire again. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. But you know, he's, he's made the changes and, and even Fred come on and his left back and pushing on and, and making the cross. But yeah, I was screaming for Ronaldo to be to be substituted. You know, what do I know? So. Yeah, you've got to keep. You've got you know when you think about it, and you dissect it, you just think, yeah, you've got to keep him on because he gets that one chance, and he will put it away. And not everyone's like that. Cavani had an header which really he should have put away. So, but you'll get one chance and you'll put it away. And yeah, it was a, it was a good win because it was a, it was it was a lucky win as well. And people have, have short memories, mate. You know, I've I've watched. Loads of games on the Fergie where they've been battered and they've ended up winning. You know, that was the Champions League final against Bayern Munich. They should have been beat 4-0 and they ended up winning 2-1. So, you know, it happens. But, you know, it's, it's the midfield. It's, it's just the midfield. You have to be able to keep the ball in Europe. And, 
you know, it, it wasn't a good first half, but, you know, they sorted out in the second half and made the right changes. I agree with you. Cavani and Lingard being brought that extra energy, just pushed up a little bit more. Give that extra five, ten, fifteen percent to the extra player, the, the other players that were still on there, and yeah, they got the result in the end. But it was a lucky one. But mm. you know, sometimes you got to ride your luck, you got to take risks, which they did, and uh, they got away with it. They could have easily broke away and scored, but you know they took risks and they went further at the goal. They put goal scorers on, and they got it in the end. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. A um, couple of quick questions for you then about United. Um, did is or did Diego Diogo Dallo have a terrible game, or was Dan Juma just on fire? And Alex Tellez, I thought before his goal, was probably one of the ones they might take off because I didn't think he was playing particularly well. And it's interested again, nearly take him off in my opinion, and then he scores. One of those, you know, superb goal. Let's be honest. Technically, that's a proper Brazilian-made Portuguese, whatever you want to say, goal. Um, but particularly, I thought those. When you think how strong United have looked at the fullbacks with Juan Bissaka and Shaw, they didn't look as secure with those two at the back. And well, I'll get your opinion on that first, then I'll ask you uh, something about the midfield. Uh, well, there's a number of reasons. You know, usually they've got. Two sets centre midfielders holding, they only had one, and then they've got two full backs who are not really game fit and, and not up to, up to the quality of Luke Shaw and Wambasaka. Let's have it right, They're just not distribution possibly, but defending, yeah, they're nowhere near. So he's under pressure. Dallot didn't have a great game, you know, he showed him on the outside where the kid just went past him like he wasn't even there. What you're giving him, what you're getting too tight for, what you're showing him that way for, it's just it, it, was, it wasn't good for someone. At that level, to 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 be defending like that, it, like, schoolboy that is, mate, isn't it? You yeah, that, you like under twelve, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, he obviously sharpened up second half and got a little bit better. But you know, the first half they give him a, the kid, give him a torrid run. He was he was running him ragged. So, do do you, people say, well, you, you know, he needs help. He needs help. You know, this is Manchester United. You need to have your you to be able to defend, be able to defend one on one. It's always been the case. So yes, they do help. But you shouldn't need it all the time. You know, you, you're a defender, do your job. And, you know, he, he had a bad 45 minutes. Second half, he got better. But, um, yeah, it was not a good run. You say a, a, a five or six, I give it. Mm. So, I, when I saw the team sheet in the middle midfield and I saw the Pogba being moved back, my first thought was, oh, they're going for it. And then I saw that McTominay was next to them, and I thought, "Oh, that'd be interesting." Where if those if those two could play well together, that could be quite a decent combination on paper. But the reason why I personally don't um, think Scott McTominay will ever be a uh, a quality holding midfielder is because I think he's too attacking, if that makes sense, and he gets a little bit pushed too far forward, and he leaves a gap. Now, if I'm picking them as a two. I'm looking for McTominay to completely hold his position and for Pogba to have a bit of a wander and spray it around. But then when we don't have the ball, Pogba sits back you know, between as a two. But because McTominay was going forward and Pogba was having a wander, every time Villarreal came forward or they won, turned over the ball in the first half, it was just gaps galore. 
And I think that's a problem for United that they haven't got someone who can just sit and let everybody else do their thing. Like Fred goes wandering, Matic hasn't got the legs, McTominay gets a bit pulled around. Pogba's never going to be able to just sit as a holding midfielder. It's not his game. But I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in your take on it and what. If you nothing, think nothing's changed, mate. Nothing's changed. We need a centre, centre midfielder. We need someone who wants the ball constantly. Uh, that, that glue that, that, that a team needs. We haven't got that. So I was looking last night and and uh, Matic was on the ball. And there was literally like seven attackers just lined up in a in a, yeah. in a row. Just to, there is no one. You know, you have to have someone who, who can only get on them ball in them situations. But you know, make that pass or and they just haven't got that. Look. That person at the minute, yes, they've got three holding midfielders. Fred McTominay is in the holding midfielder, like you say, he's a box to box midfielder. So, and Pogba's not disciplined, and Fred is just not good enough. It's just simple. Mm. Matic, like you say, he's got no legs, so it's an issue. That's the only problem with Man United have got. It's but it's it's a it's a major issue because it's it's in the middle of the park where problems, you know, yeah. Do United look so static until Cavani and Lingard come on? Until, like you just said, there was at points there was like seven attackers just stood in a line. But all of a sudden, when Lingard and Cavani come on, they were pressing high. There was movement everywhere. They looked, they were just all pouring forward. Why can't they do that without those well, two players in there? Well, the pressing high is, is you know, they, they were making mistakes. So they were winning the ball high. You know, you're not going to be able to do that, Ronaldo. Even though you know he, he was, he wasn't right. the one. Pre- wasn't the one pressing it. You know, so you're not really going to be able to do that, Ronaldo. So you know, he's not going to do that. He's just not. Could you so, play Cavani and Ronaldo as a two? Yes, you can. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, because Cavani's clever enough and cute enough to to do the the dirty work for mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Yeah, I yeah, I think that should be an option that they look at. Um, Will Melius says... You have to be uh, careful who you play against yeah. something. You couldn't do that against Manchester City, could you? you no, of course not. Yeah, you just couldn't. But, you know, certain teams would be, be able to do it. And, and like they'd be able to do it last night, they could stick in Cavani up front or on the left or Ronaldo on the left and on the right. You know, if they're really going for it, you just... Like, all he says, you need as many goals in, in the side as you can at that moment. And, yeah... No, like um, Will saying there, you know, they would, we would, if we had a Roy Keane or Paul Ince, I would say we'd be easily, easily title contenders. So, so Will's question there is that Roy Keane and Paul Ince were able to both sit and attack. Why are current footballers, why is it always holding midfielder or attacking midfielder? Why, is, why isn't there genuine box-to-box 
midfielders yeah, I don't anymore. know. It's, it's in the culture and the academies, I think that goes back to where people have got number six. So it's, it's all numbers now, number six or number 10. It's not yeah. box to box midfield like it, it, it used to be. It's all changed. There was a there was four four two. Now you've got two older midfielders or one older. Midfielder. It's all changed, and you know then you don't get that quality of player coming out. Mm. Now, when the um, last time you see a Brian Mubs or Paul Lintz or Roy Keane, even a Steven Gerrard, you know that you don't see. He him changed anymore. his game though, didn't he? he yeah, like, but, in yeah, the but he changed half his game. Yeah, but he changed his game because of his age. He, he, he was when he come on the scene. He was for ten years. He was a box to box midfielder, yeah. explosive, could do it all, could play it all. Because he's a good footballer, he could play right back, same centre half. He could play anywhere. Good players can play anywhere, and he was one of them. But you know, all these players now that you know, if you play them in a different position, oh, ooh, you know, yeah. should be at footballers should be at playing any position. That's what I meant. Hundred percent agree. Um, you mentioned Man City there. Leslie said um, earlier, he said, Man City seemed to be favourites for everything. Uh, does Rodri think Man City will win the Champions League? Personally, I think they'll crumble yet again. The great pretenders. Yeah, Champions League, no. You know, you can't go... Uh, yes, you can get away with it in the Premier League, but you can't get away with it in Europe not having a, a really major striker. And that's the Achilles heel. Premiership, I think, you know, if Liverpool keep the players fit, um, they, they might give them a good run for the money, but City just too good. They just absolutely destroyed everyone's favourites for the league. Just destroyed them all. Absolutely dismantled them. Come away with one 0 win, and it should have been more. So if you think that City aren't going to, you know, win this league, then come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? That they that a team who've got that much money and a manager who's not, you know, he's not scared to spend that money, but is also supposedly one of the best managers. Not supposedly, he is one of the best managers in the world. Um, but they're going into these major tournaments with no no, no main striker. Like, that is incredible, really. I know that, you know, things didn't come off with Ronaldo and Messi and Kane, but they should have signed someone knowing that it was a problem position for him. Um, well, you say that side, but you know they've got a level of quality that they want. They don't want mm. to dip, dip below that quality because they've just wasted money. They've done. They've probably made mistakes before. Mended rubbish. There's lots you can. I could name about ten that are like forty, fifty million. So do they want to bring the striker in? You know, for who's not really going to play? They want that elite player now. So yeah, they've they've held out for him. And, you know, kudos to them really because. They're still gonna, they're still gonna win it. But imagine if they did get Harry Kane as well. So yeah, um, a few people have just said that we've gone off. I'm just gonna double check that now because um, we're fine for us. So I just want to check uh, and see what's happening. Seems to be all right on YouTube. That's fine, all right? That's fine. Um, we are going to talk about Cardiff in a minute, but I'll uh, I'll wait for the question. There's a load of questions on it already, so I'm going to make people wait for that and wait and wait and wait, get them more angry. Um, so who stood out for you this week, mate? In the in the Champions League, Premier League, players, clubs, Bayern Munich. You know, even even though it's, you know they're at home, Dynamo Kiev five 0 you know, looking really strong. So yeah, Bayern, Bayern Munich for me. Liverpool as well look really strong. Yes. 
No Juventus. Right. Usual suspects. Yeah, I'm surprised um, Juventus turned over Chelsea, I've got to be honest, um, because Chelsea have been one of the teams which have really impressed me all season long. Um, yeah, so I was a it, bit surprised it, by that. It's a, it's a different kettle of fish, this Champions League, mate. It's a different kettle of fish. It's yeah, quality. You know, even Juventus, even though they got rid of Ronaldo, they've still got quality, quality players. Uh, Leslie wants to talk about Middlesbrough, so we're, we're, we'll talk about Middlesbrough a little bit. They had a, a good, impressive victory over Sheffield United. I think that was a very much needed uh, victory. They've been struggling a little bit, and I was surprised by that. But um, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, they're relying on the same players like Watmore and Paddy McNair, who they've been kind of relying on over the last couple of seasons and the players that they've brought in haven't really done it or aren't doing it at the moment, which is a big problem. Um but I think that I think they'll come good. Um they've got a solid uh solid lot of experience with Bamba and Peltier in defence and McNair now playing that holding midfield role. I do think they'll come good. Warnock's a good manager, but they're having a rocky road. Hopefully that victory will be the kickstart for them, Leslie. Hopefully. Um, have you seen much of Middlesbrough, mate? Middlesbrough, no. No. That's not Middlesbrough is not on higher than the list of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um but yeah, I like Neil Warnock. I wish he was still Cardiff manager. Right. So here's a question for you then, mate. I don't think me and you have discussed this. So we'll start, I'll kick off like that discussion a little bit. And managers generally, I guess. So Cardiff sacked Neil Warnock, um, who'd had a very successful period at Cardiff. It was going a bit stale, but they sacked him. I, At the point, I know for a 100% fact that they were on the brink of bringing in Lee Bowyer on the back of his work with Charlton, the football he was playing, a young manager. I know that that was nearly over the line. And then all of a sudden, they signed... Uh, or they appointed Neil Harris as the manager, who plays exactly the same amount, same style of football as Warnock. Um, is used to working on a shoe st- shoestring budget, and had been sacked by Millwall because even Millwall had got fed up of the style of play. So they then replaced Harris after it all went pear shaped because the football's turgid. So when the football's terrible, if you're not successful on the pitch the fans will turn because the fact is the fans will accept this kind of play the percentages, boring, horrible to watch football. If you're winning football matches, you're grinding it out and you then get promoted or you get to the playoffs and whatnot. If that doesn't happen, I think people turn quicker because the football is terrible to watch. So it means people are not enjoying going to watch their football club. Harris got to the playoffs People put up with it. Then it went off a cliff very quickly and he got sacked. I think the only reason he lasted probably a month longer than he did is that it was in COVID times when there was lockdown, there was no fans there. Then they've appointed Mick McCarthy, who's did a phenomenal job on a short-term contract to make sure they didn't go towards the relegation zone because that's where they were heading under Harris. But then inexplicably, before the season's finished, they gave him a long-term contract. And I said at the time, that is the worst thing that they could have done because they're just putting themselves in a terrible position. How long? Long? 
two years, three years, three years, I think it was, when he was only initially appointed till the summer, just gone. So my understanding and my the way I had sort of been looking at it and I'd been told was that they were they had him into the summer to make sure they did not get relegated because it was a very real possibility under Harris the way they were going. So they brought him in to make sure they didn't go down. And then in the summer, they would look at it from both sides. Um, and then after he'd won, he was unbeaten in eight games or whatever, seven games or whatever it was, there was a story in one of the tabloids saying that Celtic were interested in Mick McCarthy. People like myself all called bullshit. No way Celtic were going to appoint him. But because of his links to Ireland, I think, it's only my opinion, the club panicked and then gave him a long-term contract, which I don't know if that was the plan initially. And now they're right up shit creek because the fans are back now. And the fans have had three years, three different managers, sorry, of watching terrible football. It was all right under Warnock for a period because he was successful. He was winning football games. Harris, the fans weren't really there. And like, it's, it's, I wouldn't even describe it as long ball football. It is because the the there's a way of playing long 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 ball football and it being effective. It's just drab nothingness, which is. We're supposed to be a defensive team, yet we've conceded nine goals in two games. I think he was the wrong man. Why well, I said this, I had a rant at the start of when he was appointed. I wasn't happy. And I, unfortunately, I believe I'm being proved right because I don't believe in 2021, nearly 2022, that Mick McCarthy is a championship manager, in my opinion. If you want to be a successful, or should I say, he's not a championship manager for a club who's got aspirations of playing Premier League football because. As Andy Campbell used to say many a time, the championship is like Premier League 2 now. You look at the clubs in it, they're all ex-Premier League clubs. They all play, all the successful clubs play good football. They're, the clubs at the top are not the ones who play the percentages and all that sort of shit. Um, sorry, mate. I just, I realised I just literally talked for like five minutes. It's It's been, I've had a lot of messages about it and I was so f- pissed off when they apply, uh, when they appointed Mick McCarthy, be- partly because I was genuinely excited with what Lee Bowie might do, because I've been really impressed with what he did at Charlton and also at Birmingham. I think he's doing a relatively good job. But what do you think, mate? You've probably got a bit more patience for it than me. Um, well, yeah, it's difficult really because he he's come in and he's done okay. Did he come in and do okay and then obviously got the job on the back end of that? Yeah, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. He, his first uh, first seven, I think it was, or seven or eight games, I think they, they were unbeaten. Um, and, of course, you have the, like, the new manager effect. The players are all trying to impress. In my opinion, the last two games looks like, you know, when teams, when uh, a manager's lost the dressing room and it becomes clear that, that's kind of the situation. That's what it looks like to me. Because the side he picked on Tuesday was mind-boggling, to say the least. Um, and like I said, we're a defensive team who can't defend. So that's a problem in itself. Um, well, first how do you feel about is, these the type of managers, mate? The first problem you've got is lack of numbers. You know, you haven't yeah. got a, a massive squad. 
you know, the championship's relentless. Second of all, you brought a manager in, you know, on the back end of Cyprus that didn't do very well. No. So, you know, there's alarm bells straight away. You know, have they come in with someone experienced, he's done well, and then they've given him three years and then he's, he's ripped up the, the, the manual, right, I'm going to do it my way, and it's gone downhill. I don't know, maybe that's it, but, you know, it's, you know, you ex- well, these these managers now, they're dead. No, they're, they're, they're just, yeah. Well, there's, there's younger and better coaches out there. They've gone for, a, you know, experience, thought it was going for a steady hand but you know you know Mick McCarthy's been a good manager but you know the game does move on and and, and results he knows it's a result business and you know if the results don't change then there's only one option or one outcome so and but he'll probably say he's got his hands tied behind his back because he's got not not many players he's not got the quality of players can't bring any players in because they've got no money so you can go all that crap, but you know you just got to do better on the coaching on the coaching side of it. It's difficult, but you know it, it it's not good. No, and like in my opinion, this type of manager now, like, is it's a like I don't like to I don't want to see anyone lose their job, mate. But he's a dinosaur in an age where. The top coach. He's all right with these football managers losing jobs. They get a million quid to walk away with it. So it's not. not well, he got a long term deal, didn't he? Yeah, he's not yeah, going to be short of cash. Had a, he? Few, he had a few P forty five brown envelopes. He's going out the door. Don't feel sorry for him. They're all right, these managers. Yeah. You know, it's not he, as if they're going, but, going signing on the next day. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Even though you don't want to see him get sacked, but you know, it's a result business. Yeah. You have to start it is, And like, <laughs> he's um. Sean Morrison, Don has just said there's comment which threw me a bit because I was thinking about something else, and but I I agree completely. And she says um, Sean Morrison didn't look interested on Tuesday. Now Sean Morrison, correct me if I'm wrong. At some point, um, and the people in the chat, I don't know if he's is he still the club captain, and if he's not, he's certainly a, a senior player. Like Sean Morrison, if your captain or you're one of your senior players doesn't look interested, that points to a problem within the squad that they're not happy about something to me it it, it does but but you know it, it, it it's um you play for the fans yeah, captain. And, and captain, stuff yeah. like that so if his character's like that then that that's a worry because even if you don't like i've not liked managers that i play for i still wouldn't still would give them 100 percent because you know, his fans come and pay good money to yeah. watch you just toss it off that's not my mentality. So that'll be a worry if he's an experienced player and he's gone that route because these players have got too much power these days. They can dictate who comes in and comes out. Is that a good thing? Not really. You know, you, you've got to trust the manager and and, and 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 try and go with it. Yes, you might not agree with some of his steps, but you're professional and you, and you be professional. You don't toss it off because, like I said, there's thousands of people and paid their hard-earned money to come watch you toss it off and walk about like yeah. you're not interested. Cool. 100%, mate. Players should be given 100%. Even if they think the tactics are so wrong, the team selection is wrong, they think everything about the situation is wrong, whoever that is picked has got to go on that pitch and give 100% and show desire for the, the fans, for yeah. the club who pays their wages, pays them a lot of money. 
Um, yeah, that's, that's standard. Just, just standard. basic, basic, isn't it? Um, yeah. I just wanted to just quickly address this these comments from. Re so uh, Reese says, um, "Sai, I asked uh, Mehmet Dalman, Cardiff City chairman, on here because he's been on the channel twice now. Um, exclusives for us, by the way. He doesn't speak to anyone else." Um, I, uh, he, uh, and Reese asked him, "Why are we hang hiring these managers who are kind of like dinosaur playing dinosaur football?" Why can't we hire someone who plays decent stuff? And his response was, we've tried young managers in Trollope and Harris, and they failed. Now, to me, when I think about that now, that's kind of dodging the question because Harris and Trollope might be younger in terms of age to the other manager, like McCarthy, Warnock, etc. But they said they play exactly the same style of football. So... If you get that's, that's, that's none, yeah. How many experienced managers have they brought in and have been crap? So, I think that outweighs the two novices yeah. by a by a yeah, so it's just just rubbish. They just obviously, yeah, it just didn't work out. It doesn't mean you know there are good coaches out there. You've just got to do your research, do your homework. Like you say, Lee Bowyer, he's done really, really well at Charlton, looks like he's doing really well at Birmingham. You know, there are them type of managers out there, or coach slash coaches out there. But to just go with a steady hand, or you know, you think that I think it's gutless. I do to to just continually go for that that perceived safe option. But to well, me, it's it, not. There's, there's a trend of that because Neil Warnock and they've probably gone. Oh, we'll go for the ERAs, and that's not worked out. So they've gone back. They've gone well, back. I think. See, I think they've gone um, Warnock, Harris, and McCarthy because they're looking at it if like those those managers can all play with the same group basic group of players because they all kind of play the same style so they haven't got to spend a load of money do you know what i mean like and i do yeah, think and it comes i know down mate, to that. but when you're a manager and you, you take over you want your own players in you do, it doesn't matter yeah. if you you still want your own group in yeah it's, 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 it's tricky like um a friend of mine thinks that when warnock when they decided warnock was going to go he thinks that they should have appointed Craig Bellamy with Warner and moved Warnock to um like director of football or something or assistant or just something like an experienced head to be with him. And like I'm a bit on the fence about that. But now I almost think someone like Bellamy, who's gonna go in there, expect high standards in training, high standards on the pitch, will not put up with players like Oh, I don't like this, that, and the other. So I'm not going to give a hundred percent. He might not be the most experienced manager. He well, might well, not. Well, that if that was to happen, you know, you'd expect to go down before you go up. Yeah, because what you're building for the future is getting all of, all of the, the the bad eggs out that don't want to be doing what he's asking to do, and get his own players in, and that's going to take time, a lot of time. Yeah. You only need one bad egg in the team, just one, and that can nose it all up. So if you've mm. got four or five of them, you need to get four or five out and they're on big contracts. It's difficult. It's so difficult. It's why the players have so much. And the, you know, the managers get lambasted when they say, oh, the, why is he playing? Why is he training on his own? Or what? Well, because he's holding the club ransom. We want him out of the club and he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's just happy to sit on his contract. So you can yeah. you can see why they do that. But you know, at the end of the day, they did sign a contract. If they don't want him, they get rid of him. So it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, um, Donna says. Well, I, I, do, I do agree with the type of mentality and person. It's probably I, I am as well with like. Tell you another one. But, but 
would he be too much over the top? You'd have to have an experienced person with him just yeah. to get just to have the reins and whoa, chill out a bit. And just, well, in fairness, because yeah. um, these might say players they don't like criticism and they take the ball. No. Well, fully enough, um, I said Bellamy. I didn't necessarily. I was obviously used my mate's example, but when Warner left, but what I meant by Bellamy was someone who will demand basic hundred percent desire to play for the football club, to play for the family in training and on the pitch. For the badge, that's 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 standard. Basic, that's, isn't it? Should do that anyway, so they shouldn't have to tell them to you know no, to you work hard and run about. That's the job. So. But like uh, GD Parry points out, Bellamy left his club in Belgium, I think, recently due to some mental health issues. So I don't even know if he'd be up for it. But it's someone who did spring to mind. I was listening to Roy Keane on Gary Neville's uh, Sky Sports podcast the other day. Roy Keane wants to get back into management. Could Roy he wants, Keane... He's, he's at, that, at that time of his career where he wants a good project, though. Can if not a good project for him. They haven't got any money. They haven't got any players. It's miles away from where he lives. Yeah, it's. It, I think he's got the right mentality, that, but it's like, it's yeah. I see what you mean. The logistics of it probably don't work, do they? No, and like I say, you want to be, listening to him when he's when he's punditry. He, he seems to be yeah. If there's a good project, you know, Cardiff have they got the money to attract him? And to say, right, okay, we're to the package that we've got and the players that you can bring in or, or this is the money. Have they got that to do that? If they have, then it'd be great. But, you know, have they got that? Is that right? Matthew Angel says there, you cannot coach desire. Not to say that's well, why is he at the club if, he, if he's no desire? Why have you even, got, if he doesn't run about, he's a footballer. That's your yeah. job. That's your job. You do it every day in training to, Prepare for match days, and they've all got these monitors on now, so you can you can you can analyze it after the game anyway, and and, and pull them in and say what's going on. Well, three weeks ago, this is what we was getting out here, and now look this. So, and they could be held accountable. You could do that single in a one to one, or you know, if you want to embarrass them, do it in in, in the groups setting mm. where they say you know we're all working out except this character here who's, who's you know dropped his levels. So. There's ways around it. You can't, but no desire and you know. it's basic, isn't it? It's basic yeah, thing that you should have yeah, as a footballer. Yeah, sure. But like my, I, th- I guess my point is, I think that Cardiff needs someone to go in there and whip the players into shape, tell them what's not acceptable, blah blah blah. But I think they also, I agree with you. I think Cardiff needs a manager like that to come in, a young manager, youngish, to come in, change the mentality of the playing squad, the club. From top to bottom, and if that means going down to League One to then go back up, but with a bit more momentum and stability on the pitch, but that won't happen because Cardiff, if Cardiff go down financially, it's a disaster for them. You know they're yeah, already yeah, struggling they financially. They, they, they cannot go down. Yeah, which I think is probably down, why they're League One's a tough league to get out of. There's some big clubs in there as well. There's a shout from uh, it's a guarantee. Um, a few people I didn't even think about that when I said it, but Roy Keane replacing Mick McCarthy would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Do you reckon they'd have like a nice handover, a big hug to I'm hand sure, over? I'm, the sure, job? I'm sure they would. Like, yeah. See you later, Mick. Out the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, I almost want him to appoint Roy Keane just for that. But um, uh, Gary Cole says, "What about this, Chris Wilder? 
for the Cardiff job. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good would, shout. Would, would he want that job though? No, I think. I think on paper, I think you, it's you a want good club. Coming manager like Lee Bowie, that's going to come up to from like a Charlton, they had the perfect uh, a situation there where they, where they didn't go for it. Someone like that who's been a good player, who's up and coming, done really well at his job in the lower leagues. Now he's giving wants, him, yeah, wants to take a step up. Yeah. Neil Harris, did he really do a good job with Millwall? He got sacked, didn't he? You know, not really. You know, Lee Boy would not have been sacked. He'd, he'd done well at Charlton. I'm sure there's, a, there's two or three others out there like that. We just got to I am. I always thought Gareth Ainsworth would be a good shout for the ex Cardiff City player. The done fans very, love him. Done very, very good done. with him. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe he would be ready. This plays out there, but you know the, the leather jackets, the long hair. But these managers, have, but who knows? Shouldn't, should it? They should. At the end of the day, it shouldn't. It, it should be about who's the best man for the yeah. job. Tell yeah, you what's is good. He seems he, to get. Yeah. He seems to have a good rapport with his players. He, he gets. A, you know, all his teams seem to work for work for each other. A real team that he's got there, and it's, yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, and there's, there's managers out there. If you just look and and yeah. and have a little look around, like we've just named a couple off top of red. Um, like another if, one. Like from, if we're looking around now, look around. You know what? Let's go for that. Mick McCarthy's just left Cyprus. He's a good option. Who's having that conversation? Who's brought Mick McCarthy's name up? He's just been bulleted from Cyprus, which is a pub league. What are we doing? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Donna Perry, what about Frank Lampard? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a risk Frank one. That, Chelsea it? to Cardiff. If, you know, it'd be great if you get him, but Come on, that's um, a bit realistic. Come on. Carl Robinson, Reese says, uh, has built some great football insides with MK Dons. He's got Oxford playing good stuff. Would he want to make that sort of step up? Obviously, he's Welsh as well. Oh, I've actually played with Carl Robinson. I played with him uh, early 2000. Mm. centre forwards, yeah. So, I actually, I actually know himself. Yeah, he's, uh, he's done very well where he's been, you know. Do you know why? It's the person for the, that's the next step for him. Cardiff City yeah. is a massive club. He's gone from, yeah. from Milton Keynes to Oxford, you know, to Cardiff City. That's a big, you know, it's a stepping stone. But you know, as he missed the boat because he, you know he was he was hot like every every uh, yeah. team that that sat the manager. He was the the, the favourite. I, I think I meant. But I th- I said he's Welsh. Just there are other Carl Robinson in it, the English one. I Steve think. Cooper. They could they could have. Yeah. Maybe could have got in from Swansea now. That'd have been that'd have been funny. interesting. Cowley yeah. brothers, um, done a phenomenal job everywhere they've gone. I um, if you look at uh, who was it? I forget and I've forgotten the name now. But um, was it Huddersfield? I think it was. They yeah, Huddersfield looked like they were going down. Team. They looked like they were going down. Yeah. The Cowley brothers come in, kept them up, and did a phenomenal job. Sacked them. And the next manager come in, and they looked like they were relegation for like, It's not hard if, you, if your job's recruiting managers. You know that's what you do Have day in day out. You can just go through the leagues and and, and see that the, the teams and the managers and and, and the history. And I mean, if that's your job, it's not it's not really difficult. We're just doing it from the top of our heads. But yeah. you know, if that's if that's your job as, as Cardiff City to bring in the next manager, they've got to do a better job. Do, what, yeah, you're gonna. Leave no stone unturned, but 
They've got the Cyprus. I've got Mick McCarthy. <laughs> when you say every time you say it, I feel like another part of me like dies. It's just where he's got him. Like, oh, oh, Mick McCarthy's yeah. free. He's just been sacked in and Cyprus. Let's go and get him. The thing is, though, Rod, right? Conversation. The thing is, though, Rod, right? I know for a fact, an absolute 100% bona fide fact, that they were already talking to Lee Boia when they brought in Neil Harris. They were talking to him. They had pretty much agreed money. And then uh, I wouldn't want to say for 100%, but I did get told that Lee Bowie found out that Neil Harris was the new Cardiff manager from Sky Sports News. It's well, mind-boggling. That, that, that's, a, that's worrying. Because yes. obviously no communication. Or it's just 100%. Just playing, playing with people. Yeah. Wouldn't want to go there if I was in. And that goes if, that goes through the you know it's a small circle, the football circle, football so, managers you know, the and manager, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd stay away from this. What they do to me. Okay. Well, if you if you, if if they go back to Lee Bowyer now, if I was oh, Lee Bowyer, I'd yeah, tell him to get back. Well, why why would you leave Birmingham City? Birmingham City, yeah, he's got it, but he's got ties there, haven't he? He used to play there and exactly. all that. Exactly. Uh, Matthew Angel says Big Sam now. A few people suggested this on Monday show. To me, mate, that's exactly the same issue, same problem, same type of football. You, I want to move away from these types of characters and I want to look at these young managers, the Cowley brothers, Lee Johnson, Carl Robinson, all the other, you know, these man, Michael Flynn from Newport, all these managers, Lampard, Kate Keane, whoever. Bolton, I want to move the towards these guys. To, the kid that went to Bolton is it Ian Everett. Yeah, doing really well. Do, was doing really well at Barrow, and then he's got the Bolton. Yeah, possibly. Um, Hugh Nicholas on YouTube says if Mick McCarthy loses his next two games, Alex Neil could be a shout. Could be a. I think that could be Alex quite an Neil, interesting actually, shout. Is that the Scottish bloke? I think. Yeah, I think he was manager of Norwich. Norwich. Before. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, Mark Delaney's doing a phenomenal job with the Villa youngsters. He's ex Cardiff, ex Wales. You know, John Terry's John, John Terry's looking for a job. He's supposed to be a fantastic coach. Why can't yeah. you just knock at John Terry's door? And the thing is, I want these players, I want someone to come in and and demand. And this is why when I initially said Bellamy, it wasn't necessarily about Bellamy to be the new manager. It was Bellamy, that type of character who's going to take no shit. But also, not just about like going in there and shouting at people. It's about, like, when we talked to Jay Gothroyd the other week, um, me and Kev, it was like they were talking about when Bellamy came into Cardiff, the demands that he put on other players to to train hard and to look after their bodies. Jay Bothroyd said the reason he's still playing football now is because when Bellamy came in, he saw how Craig Bellamy looked after himself to prolong his career. Bellamy brought in his own personal coach who would he would go off and train with away from the team, not to be like a big time Charlie or whatever you want to call it. It was to make sure that he was fit because his knees had gone. He wanted to make sure he was fit to play in the games, which he did. And Jay Bothroyd said like that changed my whole outlook on how I looked after my body, what I was eating, how I was training. And, you know, Jay's still playing out in Japan now, loving life. But that was my point about, the likes of Keane and Bellamy it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, get them. 
it was that type of character who expects high standards. Um, and I don't believe that these dinosaurs, for lack of a better word, your Allardyces or your... Have you got rid of Mick McCarthy? Say, say John bring Terry. Bring Tony Pullis. That's who I bring in. Tony Pullis. Mm. You, you, you just shit, name man. like three managers that are all the same. Yeah, Sam well, that's the problem. Tony Pulis. These are all the same. All the same. I am um, my my personal choice. If I could select, um, I don't know. If you had to select, if you could select any young manager, or if you had to pick someone who's not got a, a first team job at the moment, I'd probably go with someone like Mark Delaney, um, John Terry, someone who's Mark like Robbins. an assistant. Mark, Mark Robbins, Robbins mate, doing, doing a phenomenal job. He had a bad result in the week, but doing a great job. Um, I also like. Um, the Luton Town manager. Uh, I thought he got a bit of a raw deal at Stoke. Um, yeah, yeah. I his name. Guy. What's his name? Nathan, Nathan something. Nathan Jones. Nathan um, Jones, yeah. He's Welsh as well. But I thought actually he got stitched up by the players at Stoke. A lot of players who were on like 40, 50 grand a week who just haven't done it see, in the championship. See, that, that for a, a, a relatively inexperienced manager is a difficult situation to go in. That's where you need a Sam Allardyce or a Tony Pulis to go in uh, and, and sort the situation out. You know, a young manager going into there, it's just overall play it all. And, you know, you see he's a, he's a good manager, what he did at Luton and, and what he's doing at Luton now. So, yeah, it was just the wrong time, wrong place, the wrong time. What do you think of this comment from Will? Uh, he says Bellamy is never going to be a manager. He's way too volatile a personality to manage people, let alone pampered footballers. Well, let me tell you, I was a, a, a volatile, volatile person, and and I was a manager. And you, you you can't be that way. You just can't in a in a in a f- football. That's why I give up playing football because I couldn't manage and play at the same time. Because if I'm playing and a person is not doing what I expect them to do, then the words that come out of my mouth shouldn't really come out of a manager's mouth. So that's yeah. why I stopped playing football and, and managing so went to man- and just carried on managing. Really, I should have carried on playing. But I knew I couldn't do both because if I was going to have a teammate, the way I talked to people, the way I was playing, it was totally different the way I talked to people as a manager. So you'd expect him to... You know, I think that the, the kids thing when he was at the academy thing, I think you know, he, he's yes, he might come off as a bully, but mm. you know, he, he's, I bet he was. He also changed, near, he also changed Carlos Academy. Bullying, mate. Just he's probably no. a, a, a bit aggressive and a bit too much for these kids that they've not seen. You know, yeah. it goes on all over the place in football, people get. You know, the abuse you get. <laughs> you know, if you haven't got you got got thick skin or you're not some but these days you can't really do that. So no, you'd expect course. him you'd expect him to, to know that. And you know, he's speaking to grown men professionals, not kids. So yeah, you know, and he's not the biggest of characters, you know, one of them could just yeah. So I did I don't I don't think that would happen. I think he, he's smart enough and clever enough. You know, you've just been talking about that he had his own coach and he looked after himself. So, you know, if he wants to keep a job and be a good manager, he can't be. Then days are over, you know, hair dry yeah. chief and yes, you can I have heard before. he's chilled out a lot. Um and he's, yeah, so he's supposed to be an exceptional to, coach. Because you do with age, I have. So you'd expect Yeah, we all have, so. haven't we? But you still have that respect. He was a top player. And, and respect, and, and you just have to see him work and, and see how he gets on. But 
that'd be a big job for him to come in to Cardiff City with you know with the team they've got the squad they've got. But well, it's a question for you, to mate. Right, I'm going to name five managers potentially you could take over from Mick McCarthy, and what I want to know is why this type of manager hasn't already been considered in the last three appointments. But so we'll say. We'll go with two, like, a sort of assistants at the moment. So, John Terry, Mark Delaney. Then you've got Craig Bellamy, is the same. Carl Robertson, Nathan Jones, and Gareth Ainsworth. So, there's six names there. And then I'll also add in the Cowley brothers, right? So, that's eight managers of different levels of experience. But, but well, the reason why I'm going with John Terry is he wants to manage... He's had his coaching, done all his assistant manager, his coaching. The guy's a winner and he's got fixed stuff to prove. But the guy's a winner and you know mm. he knows football. And by all accounts, he's a very good coach as well. So why would you not? You've seen Frank Lampard go to the, uh, Derby and do relatively well. You've seen Steven Gerrard go to Rangers, do really well. You know, these winner winning type players mentality you know I'm pretty sure they'll take they take that into the coaching as well and managing John Terry was you know he was a winner so um, I'd be interested in uh, our Cardiff heavy chat out of all those eight names who I just named who would you like out of those eight names to take over if Mick McCarthy was to go um, Don asks Rodri what position did you use to play for Salford um, midfield or centre forward completely either I was all I was always pissed off when I was always pissed off when they when they went probably centre forward because you don't do as much running. But I was I, as a academy player as a YTS, I was a, a right winger, right midfield. Sure. And, and as I got older, you, I got centre forward. Yeah, how did you find managing? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. I love. It. I'm gonna get back into it. Well, I've started yeah. to get back into it. So yeah, it was a. It was a good experience, probably a bit too early because, like I say, I gave up playing to do it. And then, yeah. obviously, when I, when I left there, I went back playing for FC United. So, but I was, yeah, I broke uh, With and, FC United, was that like um, because of who they are? I signed for FC United in 2006. I signed for him because my friend was took over and he was the manager. He asked yeah. me to sign for him the first year, but I was, I was like three or four leagues above with a good team. And uh, we actually won that league that year, so I'm glad I didn't. And then after one league, they got promoted. So there they they was like, I still would have been like three or four leagues above them. But because they got promoted, uh, I just went there. But it was like, I was on like 250 quid a week. And then when I went to FC Nine, I was on like 50 quid or 40 quid a week. So, but it was playing for uh, 5,000, 6,000 people at Gig Lane at Berry's Ground. So, yeah, yeah, apart from when I was playing at Mosley, it was like 200, 300 pounds. I mean, two and 300 people there. But even though I was getting good money, it was just not, it was a, yeah, it was a much better experience. And then I left and then went yeah. back in 2013 or 2014. And then stayed there for a year and then took over and run the academy for two years when they moved into the new ground that first couple of years. I got you. So yeah, you're looking to get back into like that managerial side of things, coaching yeah. side of things. Yeah, you just it's been updating me, uh, my badges as well. So badges, badges. It's, you know, it's something that I know 
you know, if you give me a 16, 18 year olds I can work with, you know, uh, you I'll know, make it better. I'm, com- you know, I'm confident they're doing that. It's just getting the opportunity to do it, but they're out there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, right. Um, are you all right for five minutes and we'll do some predictions? Yeah, yeah good. Sweet, sweet. Cool. Um, just loads of people. I'm just having a look at some of the people, what the people are saying. A lot of comments saying the Cardiff have got no money, no budget, and the owners and directors. So, who would write who would want to come in and take over? And like, there is a bit of an aspect to that. Um, that's I think Carl Robinson, um, Reese says there, me, Carl Robinson, uh, he knows League One and Two, he's used to working on a budget, plays good football, and he's a cheap option for him. Yeah, that would be the Probably second is. choice. Yeah, Definitely. I think John because Terry. For all the reasons you just said, he's experienced in that league. If they do go down, but you know, I'm pretty sure he, he can handle the league he's in as well. But uh, yeah, he's a good coach and he, he's not working on a massive budget. And Reese answered my question where I said, why haven't any of those people been hired? And he said, because they're all under 70. Fuck, you know. <laughs> Jesus. That's, it's, it's only funny. Because it's true, which is startling in itself. Right. Um, we'll go with the Premier League this weekend. Manchester United versus Everton. What have you got? Uh, United 3 well. Um, I will go with 2-1 United. Now, these aren't necessarily what I put on my on on Super, Super 6. six. Yeah. This is um, this is me versus you in it, which I think you. I haven't gone back and checked. I've got a note of them all, but um, I think you're annihilating me from the first couple of weeks. But we'll see. You know, it's plenty of time it, for me to make. It's expected though, when it's like, come on. Yeah, well, come on. I'm just the host, isn't it? Uh, you're you're the football man, and I'm just the host. And just every now and again, I like show you up with the uh, 15 points. Of predictions, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. Like the saying goes, the sun shines on the dog's ass every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, a broken clock and all that, isn't it? Um, Burnley, Norwich, mate. Burnley, Norwich. It's a tough one, guys. Yeah. Two one, Burnley. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one nil Burnley on that one. Um, I think actually no, I'm going to go. Yeah, one 0 Burnley. Uh, Chelsea. Burnley ver- scored two early on, but you know Burnley. Uh, uh, Tough that one. Struggle last thirty minutes, tiring out. So yeah, I think Norwich will get a cons- consolation goal later on. Norwich got to come good at some point just to get a couple of points. They'll have. Uh, they they seem to like. have learned from the, the mistakes last time they were here, so that's the no. problem they've got. No, they do not. Uh, Chelsea Southampton, mate. Champions League this week. Oh, really fancy a Southampton here, but I'm gonna go one 0 Chelsea. One 0 Chelsea. I'm gonna go two all. Um, I like Southampton this weekend, but uh, obviously Chelsea yeah, had the... against Manchester City, but yeah, Chelsea had the Champions League defeat as well, so I think they'll be quite up for it. But they got the travelling and all that, so I'm gonna say two all. Then you got Leeds versus Watford. Interested in the people in the chat? Let us know your predictions. Leeds versus uh, Watford. I think that could be a high scorer myself. At Ellen Road, four-two Leeds. 
I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go three all. Fancy a high-scoring draw. Uh, what did you say? Four-two leads. Four-two leads. Uh, Wolverhampton versus Newcastle United. I'm going to go two-one Newcastle. Oof, an away win. Uh, I'm going to go three-three-one. Uh, to Wolves. Um, Hopefully, uh, that Jimenez no, 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 no. Malky gets, you know, he, he gets a couple a more and a few more, and, and then he can move on from that head injury because it, you know, it was a bad mm. injury. Scoring last week, it, it might have opened up a bit. Yeah. Um, two form teams, Brighton and Arsenal at Brighton. Two one Brighton. Oh, that's a shout, mate. That is Arsenal being on the resurgence. Brighton have been very doing well at all. I think it's a hard one to call. That is. See, I'm tempted for a two one Brighton as well. Really tempted. I don't want to go for the same though. Mm. I'm going to go one all. Safe bet. Um, and then Sunday, Paris, Leicester. One all. One all. I'm going to go one. two one. Pallet. Uh, two one. Leicester. One all. You fancy that? Three no, we'll two all. Put two all down. Two all. Two all. Um, yeah, I'm going to go two one to Leicester. I've been very impressed with both sides though. And then you got Spurs. Harry Kane will score eventually. Versus Villa. Spurs Villa, mate. What you got? Sorry, Spurs Villa. Harry Kane's got to turn up at some point, haven't he? Spurs Villa. I like Villa though. Villa they look good on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Um, this is a difficult one. Um, I'm going to go 1 0 Villa. Um, me. 3 3. 3 3. Harry Kane hat trick. Uh, no. The way he's playing, no. That's interesting. So GD Parry says uh, Harry Kane and Sean Morrison, two players who just don't want to be where they are. It's okay. a shout. It's a shout, isn't it? Um, okay. West Ham versus Brentford, London derby. Ooh, this is a tricky one. This one, West Ham versus Brentford, because it's at West Ham. I'm gonna go three two. West Ham. 3-2 West Ham. The Irons. 3-2 the Irons. Brentford, mate. Been so impressive. Yeah. At, at home. It's at a hard home, one, home, isn't at it? At home, I'll be with you, mate. But West Ham have been also impressive. Antonio back. I'm going to go 2 all. Even though I, I you, think... I thought you had the Brentford win there, I? I was going Brentford 2-1, and then I yeah, just changed it at the last minute. I thought you had it talks me out of it. Uh, Liverpool versus Manchester City. Super Sunday, 4.30. Now, to my experience, from my experience, this is either going to be nil-nil or 1-1. One, one. Which one do I go for? I think it's going to be a 2 all -er. I do a high scorer. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. 
on one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one, Liverpool. I had a change. It's at Anfield as well, isn't it? Yeah, three one Liverpool. Yeah, for me. so it's a difficult game. Any, no, very difficult because you know through my experience as well, you can for the first twenty minutes at Anfield, you just gotta be Sit. in the game. Just be in the game. Just quiet, quiet the crowd down, and then gradually get into it. But yeah, if uh, if City get through the first 25, 30 minutes. Then, they could yeah, beat anyone they on their day, mate. On their day, um, uh, we'll go for a quick Cardiff City prediction as well. Uh, Cardiff City are playing Reading at home. Who would you? Reading are doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, they won the other day again. Uh, Reading as uh, at Cardiff. Yeah, it's at Cardiff. One 0 Cardiff. One 0 Cardiff. I just. I can't go against Cardiff, but you can go for a draw. I'm gonna have to because I can't go against Cardiff, but I'm pretty sure Reading are gonna win. <laughs> I'm gonna go one all, uh, but I'm not confident in that prediction whatsoever. Um, and then I wanted to discuss with you very quickly uh, on uh, I think it was Tuesday. Um, Fulham striker uh, Mitrovic scored a goal against Swansea and uh, did the Ayatollah. Um, obviously, he has no affiliation to Cardiff whatsoever, but for some reason he did it. Speculation is, because the Swansea fans were giving him a lot of grief, so the speculation is that Harry Wilson, who was on loan at Cardiff last year, who now plays for Fulham, basically told him, you know, if you want to get at him, that's the way to do it. So, yeah, done that. I thought that was uh, interesting. Like, But do you think... It's just a response, isn't it, to the fans giving him shit, and he knows the only way, yeah. the best way to wind him up is to do a card. Obviously, Harry's. They've obviously had a conversation about it. These things go on. You know, what, you, you, there's nothing really much else you can do. So yeah, no, because you get, that. they get fines, don't they? If they say anything, they get fined. If they stick their fingers up, they get fined. Yeah. So yeah, message, they take the shirt off. So doing a simple oh, gesture that's not going to get them booked, not getting them fined, but. Wind up a load of people with no teeth, then. <laughs> Spot on, mate. Absolutely. And he sc- Will Melius just said he scored on 1927, which is the year Cardiff won the FA Cup, which is that's <laughs> quite incredible. <laughs> that is quite incredible. But, um, hey, look, that was good. Um, another quality show, mate. I really enjoyed that again. And, um, that hour, that hour, well, hour and 15, mate, absolutely flew by. Yeah, it's flew, doesn't it? Flew by. Um, I need to get the ears. I don't know what's going on in it. This heat is not coming on. It's freezing. Freezing now, is it? I'll have to figure it out. You know, I said to my missus today, earlier on, I said, like, um, I might have to put a heater on, love. It's getting cold. It's getting you know, we played, played, uh, I remember it yesterday, played golf yesterday, and it was the first day, it was like, mm, that Shame. wind was freezing, yeah. So, Ooh. Bobby Apple's out. Mixed yeah, that's it, mate. It's, it's, it's getting to winter now. Try to wrap up. Uh, no, look at all, all these Cardiff fans, very biased. No, not one of them have gone for a red in win, but they've just spent 40 minutes moaning about how rubbish Cardiff are, and they've all gone for a Cardiff win. Come on, people. They feel, they all feel better now, though. They've had a good moan, yeah. they've let it out. That's it. Guys. Yeah, enjoy the rest that's of the week. Spread the words, tell, tell your friends, tell the people. We'll be back uh, on Friday next week. 
seven o'clock. Join us. Enjoy your Friday evening tomorrow free. And uh, you, 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 what are you up to on the weekend, mate? Anything exciting? I, um, I'm off to London tomorrow. Nice. Nice. I've got an uh, event down there tomorrow night, so that's why I'm going to be doing it tonight because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about tomorrow. I'm down the big stuff. smoke. The big smoke. Excellent. Nice one, mate. Appreciate it, guys. Please uh, spread the word. Download the audio version, uh, which is out on the sports social a bit later or in the morning. But uh, spread the word, most importantly. Got to keep growing and growing. But uh, appreciate all the kind words flooding in. But... Uh, until next week, we'll see you. I'll be back on Sunday for the fight show. We've got boxer Lloyd Germain's joining us. He's definitely joining us this week. Uh, he had a few. He was up in London for the boxing last week, and he wasn't back in time. But that's okay. We had Ben Doty on to break down all the Anthony Joshua stuff. So another top guest. And uh, I'll be back on Monday as well. But uh, me and Rodri will be back next Friday. Laters. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roger. Sports Social Podcast Network.